Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. I have a message that I just want to share, and um, in the, in the title of the message is Write It Down, Make It Plain. Um, last week, I finished a series that we had for eight weeks, and the title of the series was Why, and, and last week I shared about why, can, why do we hear the voice of God? Uh, that sounds really strange to some people when you say, you know, God spoke to me. God spoke to you? What did he say? How do you know that God spoke to you? How do you know it was God? There's all these questions, and we, we finished a series of why do we hear the voice of God? And there's times that we feel like that we sense the voice of God. We sense what God is speaking into our lives. And sometimes it's through an impressing thought. Sometimes it's through an idea. Sometimes it's a promise that God has just placed on our hearts. Maybe it's as we're reading God's word and something jumps out from scripture. And we know that that's a promise that God has given for, to us. There's been times in my life it almost seems like I heard an audible voice. That God was speaking to me. This past Wednesday night, we had our life groups and we met on Wednesday. And, and um, I said that twice, just FYI, just to see if you're awake. Um, and we met over there in the team room and, and we just, we asked this question. We just started talking about, you know, the experiences that people have had on hearing the voice of God. And, and one, of the, one of the guys in, the, in our group, he made the comment that there was a time when he was driving on a pass and there was a bad accident ahead and it just had happened and and he said all of a sudden quite a ways back there was someone waving in the road there was no cars he didn't know how that person got there but they're waving in the road and and if that person wasn't waving he said when he finally around that bend he said he would have plowed right into that accident and and hurt more people and possibly himself and he he said I really believe it was an angel waving me stopping me say hey don't keep going watch out something's happening there's a woman who shared in our group that she was battling cancer and she has been going through treatments and she really felt the Lord speak to her, your treatments are done now. You don't need to keep on going. She had finished the first round. Everything was good. She was cancer free and the Lord just, the doctors wanted to keep going. The Lord just said, no, you don't need to go any further. And even though her friends and others were telling her not to, she knew that the Lord had spoken and she's cancer free today. She's doing great. And she said, I heard the voice of the Lord. Another person was sharing with me that they're a ministry team, and she said one night she all of a sudden had this dream, and it was details of everything that they were going to be doing at their next ministry opportunity. I mean, details. When she woke up that morning, she started walking through the details, planning what God had given to her in a dream. God speaks to us through his word. But he also speaks to us through a variety of other methods, visions, thoughts, dreams. He will even use other people to speak to us. But an important disclaimer, an important thought that you need to understand here today, that God's spoken word never goes against God's written word. That's the way the Bible, the written word of God is our measuring tool. It measures whatever the spoken word that comes. Hey, does this align with the word of God? Yeah. It's so important to understand because God doesn't change. He doesn't think this thought today and think this thought tomorrow. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let me share, because it's Vision Sunday, let me share something that happened to us as a church. 
A few months after arriving here at South Coast Christian as the pastor of this church, my wife and I came in September of 2012. And we were at this church, and I believe it was just, it was a series of interesting events that took place. It was, I think it was in February or March. It should have been right around this time, nine years ago. And it was right before I had cancer. I think I got cancer like in April or May, something like that, March, April, May, whatever it was. And, and I went through that battle. But before I got that, I remember that there was this word, this lady from Florida called me on the phone. And our assistant who was in the office at that point, she told me, she had, Pastor Tom, this lady called and she wants to share her word with you. And I always get nervous when someone says that. Ooh, okay. And her, the lady's name that was our assistant, her name was Faith. And she looked at me, she says, no, I really think it's a word you need to hear. And so I get on the phone and I returned her phone call and then she started to share this word. She said she heard a podcast that somehow she had found from our church and I just was brand new to the church here. Just, I don't think I spoke more than eight or nine messages and she heard this podcast and she said, as I was listening to you share the message, God was giving me this vision and he shared with me that I need to share this vision with you. And I thought, you know, and I'm still really cautious because that's just kind of who I am at times. I'm just like, oh, okay. And all of a sudden she started to speak and I knew it was the word of the Lord. I just knew it was the word. In fact, Jared and Stephanie were actually on, on a staff here with us at that point when the word of the Lord was being spoken. Let me share a little bit about that word because I hold on to it still today. It's a vision that continues to come back into my life uh, on a regular basis, God reminds me of this word that continues to come. And I believe that God gives us all different words to hang on to in our life. I wrote her words down. I have her words in my briefcase right now. I forgot to grab them. They're on a yellow notepad that I wrote down. Because what was happening is she was sharing on the, on the phone. All of a sudden, I thought, I can't forget this. And so I started jotting notes as fast as I could as she was sharing. And she, this is the vision that she shared with me. She said as she looked into the church, she said she saw, was able to see through some windows of the church where there was individuals that were inside the church and they all had candles. And, and these candles were lit, but the candles didn't go outside of the church. She, she had to look inside the church to see these candles that were lit. Nothing was radiating outside of the church. Everything was held inside the walls of the building. She then said that she... She had this feeling that the church was comfortable. It was a place that had been comfortable, but something was changing. She said she then saw the pastor, who was me, and don't, don't hold this against me, this was a vision, I didn't actually do this. She said, I had a can in my hand, like a plastic or metal can, like one that you would put, store gas in, and, and she said, I started walking around the building the outside of the building, and I was pouring this liquid on the outside of the building all the way around the building. Then after I got done pouring the liquid around the building, I started walking in straight lines, just out into different areas of different communities, and just started walking in lines, and I was pouring this liquid as I was walking. She said, from the view from above, she said it looked like a bicycle wheel when she was looking down on the church, 
She said the hub of the wheel was the church, and then she said all the spokes were going into different communities. And then she said, as I walked back inside the church, all those candles that were in church were represented individual. All of a sudden, those, all those candles started to burn brighter and brighter and brighter, and, and the glow became greater and greater and greater. And then all of a sudden, it, something touched the walls. The, the, that glow hit the walls, and it was like an accelerator where all of a sudden the walls just poof, and went up in flames. Don't leave, hey, our pastor is a pirate. You know, he, he go, he's, a, he's an arsonist. You know, don't say, I'm not. It never happened. But in her vision, she said all the walls all of a sudden just disappeared. They were gone. And she said all the structure remained. All the beams remained. Everything remained inside. Just the walls were gone. And she said all of a sudden, all that liquid that was there, the power of the Holy Spirit, was just flowing out from every direction of the church. Just moving. Just flowing. Just moving. She said it was really unstoppable at that point. All of a sudden, the light that was being contained within the walls all of a sudden went beyond the walls and everything was starting to change, moving in every direction. I share this word because God continues to bring that vision back to my memory. And as she was sharing how it was going out, she said the light was no longer hidden by the walls. She said now everybody was seeing the light and they were coming. See, the light in your life no longer needs to be hidden by walls that you have placed up. It no longer needs to be hidden by restrictions that maybe you've put up in your life. You know what? God wants you to take down the walls of your life. So guess what? The light inside of your life can be seen by others. Brings me to my message that I want to share with you today that I believe the Lord just laid on my heart. And I don't know if you're familiar with the book of Habakkuk. I'm going to say that a couple different ways today, just warning you right now. But it's the 35th book listed in the Old Testament, and it's one of the minor prophets, and it's written around 600 B.C. It's an interesting prophetic book that is written. It's three chapters long. Most of the, Bible, the books that are written as a book of prophecy or really, the prophet is speaking to the people. The prophet is speaking to Judah. The prophet is speaking to Israel. He's receiving a word from the Lord, and then he speaks it out to the people. But in this prophetic book, it's not going to the people. The prophet is speaking to God. God in Habakkuk is having a conversation. Habakkuk speaks to God about the wickedness that he sees that's happening inside of Judah. And listen to how the book begins. Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. It says, How long, O Lord, must I call for your help? But you do not listen. Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. I must forever see these evil deeds. Why must I watch all this misery? Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. Ever feel that way? At your workplace, everyone's just argue and fight. The law has become paralyzed and there is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous so that justice has become perverted. Let me give you a little background to what is happening in the book of Habakkuk. 
Habakkuk is objecting to all the violence and to the wickedness that he sees that's happening within the land of Judah. How long must we put up with these wicked deeds, God? I'm surrounded by people who only want to argue and fight, Lord. The law is no longer effective because of the great wickedness amongst so many people. Habakkuk is frustrated. He comes to God because he recognizes that of the wickedness of the people. You see, Habakkuk recognizes that, guess what? The land of Judah needs a revival. They need a revival of the righteousness of God upon their land. If they keep on going the direction they're going, he realizes that it's just leading to destruction. God answers Habakkuk, but probably not the way that he was wanting to hear. The Lord tells him that he is raising up the Babylonians, a cruel and violent nation. God is going to use the Babylonians as a way to bring correction upon the wickedness of Judah. God could no longer allow the sins of Judah to go unnoticed. He could no longer just allow those things to happen or to go unpunished. He must bring Judah to a place of repentance. But after God shares to Habakkuk what he's going to do, guess what? Habakkuk gets nervous. He gets nervous. In verse 12, he states these words. Verse 12, Lord, surely you do not plan to wipe us all out. I I get a kick out of the Bible sometimes. It's like the prophet Habakkuk needs to remind God who God is. Listen to verse 13. He says, but you are pure and cannot stand the sight of evil. Will you wink at their treachery? Now, he's talking about the Babylonians now, not, not, the, not the people of Judah, but he's talking about the Babylonians. Should you be silent while the wicked swallow up people more righteous than they? He's not saying that Judah is really this righteous. He's just saying we're more righteous than the Babylonians. Are you going to wipe us all out with the Babylonians and, and forget about who we are? Don't forget, God, this is only a time of correction. Don't let your answer wipe us all out. When will the punishment end? Kind of reminds me when I was a little kid, my dad would walk by me because I was being naughty for the day and being bad to my mom. And my, my dad would just walk by, you're going to get a spanking later, and then you just keep on walking. <laughs> the knowledge of the spanking was a lot worse than the spanking itself. You know what I'm saying? Living with the knowledge that I'm going to get a spanking was something. I think that's what's happening to the prophet right now where all of a sudden he's been crying out to God. God, how long are you going to let Judah remain like it is? How long are you going to let this wickedness just go? And when God answers, oh, I'm going to bring the Babylonian army and they are treacherous people and they are going to come flying through. Then all of a sudden, the pro- wait a minute, God. Wait a minute, God. Do you really know what you're doing? Remember, we're more righteous than they are. The Lord then replies to Habakkuk's concerns in chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. Listen to the Lord's words. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. That's a word for someone here today. Wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves, and their lives are crooked. But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. 
And I love verse 2. Write my answer plainly on tablets. The English Standard Version translation is one that I really like, and I, I put it down on this piece of paper. It says, write the vision, make it plain. Write the vision, make it plain. A vision is for a future time. It describes something that God is going to do. It's not something that's yet completed, but something that God is going to do, and it's coming soon. Now, for Judah, that time coming soon took 70 years. By the time they were left the captivity of Babylon so that they could go back into Jerusalem and rebuild the temple and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, it was about 70 years when that process started to take place. But I believe there is more to this vision of write it down, make it plain, than just rebuilding the walls or the temple of Jerusalem. The ultimate vision would be the fulfilling of the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. It was the future arrival of Jesus. The Old Testament believers waited patiently for arrival of the Savior. And it's important to understand that the entire Old Testament is a precursor to Jesus. Everything in the Old Testament points to the need of having a Savior. Everything. Write this vision, make it plain. What's the vision? I believe the vision is found in verse 4. The righteous shall live by faith. Meaning that we have our faith in God. The second half of Habakkuk 2.4 is quoted three different times. The righteous shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Say it with me. The righteous shall live by faith. Say it again. The righteous shall live by faith. Said three different times in Romans chapter 1 verse 17. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. And in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. That our faith is not in ourselves, but our faith is established in something greater than ourselves. Our faith is established in God and the promise of the Savior. And as we know, the promise of the Savior, his name is Jesus. The righteous shall live by faith. The word live encompasses this idea that we are living our current life by faith. And if you are a follower of Jesus, we know that if we're going to follow Jesus, the only way that we can do that successfully is by living by faith. Putting our trust in Jesus, no matter if we see the Babylonians marching against us, no matter whatever might be coming against you, maybe you've gotten a notice that you're going to lose your job, or maybe all of a sudden you can't make your house payment one month, or maybe something's happening where sickness has fallen upon your family, and all of a sudden you start to allow fear to come in. And like the prophet, he sees us saying, God, you remember, I'm more righteous than those Babylonians. And there's times in our lives where we'll speak that word out, and there's times that God reminds us that, you know what? I have you because the righteous will live by faith. It's a word that we need to grab a hold of us. It's a word that we need to write down and make it plain. But that word live in the Hebrew is emphatic. It's a promise that's extending beyond this life. And that's so important for us to understand. The righteous shall live by faith, meaning that we are justified because of our faith in God. And we believe and we, and we live beyond what we see. The Hebrew word can be translated to have life, continue in life, remain alive. I like to think of it this way. If I could wrap it up, if I would put it down, I would say, the righteous shall live and not die because we, be, because we live by faith in Jesus. Going back to verse 2. Write the vision, make it plain. 
Then in the second half of verse 2, it states these words. So that a runner can carry the correct message to others. And it reminds us that we are called to bring the truth of all that we have. We're called to make it seen, to make it visible. You see, people need to know that the righteous live by faith. They need to know that because they see the love of their neighbor that's all of a sudden bringing a meal over to their house because they see that there is a need. They see the righteous living by faith when we're willing to sacrifice for the lives of others, for for someone else who's in need. They see the righteous live by faith when we take time to pray for people, when they need healing in their life. See, we need to write it down and make it plain. My question for you today is this. What has God spoken to you that you need to write down? What has God placed on your heart for 2022? What promises God given you in the past that you let go of? What truth that maybe it kind of came in like when I got that phone call, oh, whatever. And it's like, you better write this down because you're going to need this later on in your life. You need to write this promise down now because guess what? I'm going to fulfill it through your life if you just step out in faith and put your trust in me. You see, all of a sudden, I didn't understand this hub and then all these spokes. And all of a sudden, now I see a spoke going to Los Angeles. Angel City Collective. I can't do that. That's the power of the spirit of the almighty living God. All of a sudden now I see a, a, a line that is part of Heights Ministry that we have a school here. In Hearts Ministry we have another school. In Convoy of Hope and, and kids, kids around the world where all of a sudden these lines are ministering and they're bringing the gospel message to people that need Jesus. We live by faith. The righteous will live by faith. There's something powerful that happens in your life when you write God's vision down. Something powerful takes place. I remember my wife Annette and I were traveling. We used to go from the only vacation that we could ever afford when we were younger was driving from Seattle where we were living to California to visit her parents. There was times it was a struggle just to get the gas, and so sometimes we never stopped. We didn't have a hotel. We just kept on going. Dad, can we stop? No, kids, we're keep on going. We're driving through. But there was times, the one time specifically, I remember we had that long drive, and, and I had a notepad, and, and we just started writing down goals for our life. We started writing those things down, things that God just placed on our hearts, and I remember on the top of the list that we would, we would always serve God. That was written down. Divorce was not an option in our life. We wrote it down. We could murder one another, but we couldn't get divorced. <laughs> so we write it down. Murder, okay. Divorce, not. We're still both alive. <laughs> one of the things we wrote down that was just a non-negotiable, our kids will serve Jesus. Period. It's going to happen. And it wasn't something that we just wrote down. It was something so impressed on our heart and our life that we said, we got to write this down and make it plain because it's a vision from God. What God is doing in and through our lives. Today I want you to take the time to write down your thoughts or your words or your testimonies upon these cards.
for 2022. I'd love to get these turned in today. I gave you two cards because one card is for you to keep. I want you to post it wherever you want, in your Bible, in your car, in your restroom, that bathroom. Some of you ladies spend a lot of time there, so you can put it there and you can always see it there. Guys, you can put it in the toilet room because I know you guys spend a long time there, so you can see it there. Wherever you spend some time, put it there. So it's a reminder what God's going to do in 2022 in and through your life. Write it down. Make it plain. The other one I want you to turn into the church. And you can make it anonymous. You don't have to put your name down. If you don't want, that's fine. We, we won't be putting names down, but we're going to make a vision wall for 2022. It's going to be back here. And as we worship every Sunday for the remainder of the year, maybe through 2023, we're going to have a vision wall of things that promises that we believe in. At home, you can read that promise. At church, when you worship, you can believe that promise. And you can start trusting that, you know what? Whatever God has put in your heart is going to come to pass. Just be patient. Just be patient. In God's timing, he's going to bring that word word alive to your heart and to your life. Write it down, make it plain. I think we as a church, it's time to run with a vision. And some of you are new within the last six months. Some of you are new within the last year and a half. There's very few actually here from when I was here starting almost 10 years ago now. There's a, there's a, and some of you are so faithful. Thank you for being here. You put up with the rough times of your pastor and you put up with the good and the bad. But I just felt in my heart that God said, it's time. It's time for that vision to start being fulfilled. And I've been seeing it happen. After, as we walked through COVID, I saw how we as a church, we didn't just sit back. We didn't just go into fear. We stepped out in faith. We kept doing ministry wherever we could. If it was at the parks, wherever it might be, we were going to do Zoom. We started loving Zoom. And then we started hating Zoom. (laughs) It was the, it was the, best and the worst of both worlds in that but we didn't allow anything to stop us to share out to be that that herald that was taking the message of the gospel out taking the vision out today that's what I want us to do I want to be a people that bring hope into the future by letting God's light shine through all of all of us for so that all of us can see let's break down any walls and restrictions in our life so that God's light can be seen through us. Amen? Amen. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that your word does not return void. It is powerful and it is effective and it changes our lives. I pray today over every person that's here that a word will come upon their heart. And God, they will write it down and make it plain. A vision, Lord God, will come upon them that they will write it down and make it plain. And God, we're going to stand on that word as we enter into this 2022. We've already into three months. But God, you're going to do the miraculous in and through our lives. It has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with you. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, 
please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.